Choose life, choose a sport, choose a drop zone, choose a start time, choose a fucking big jump plane, choose turbine engines, speed, unlimited altitude, and endless horizons. Choose height, no low turns, and travel insurance. Choose jump tickets, choose tiny action cameras, choose your mates, choose a rig and matching helmet, choose swoop shorts and a range of fucking fabrics, choose 120 vertical speed and wondering who the fuck you are on a Sunday morning. Choose sitting on that couch, watching debriefs, spirit-saving slow-mos, smashing beers after last load. Choose standing on the podium at the end of it all. Choose a win you'll love every time. And the reasons? There are no reasons. Who needs reasons when you fly NZ Aerosports? Of course, I absolutely love the NZ Aerosports business model. I mean, come on. One glance at an Icarus fuck yeah sticker and you know it lines up perfectly with the fucking pilot mentality. But outside their wonderful use of colorful language and a great company vibe... There's a long list of reasons to say NZ Aerosports, fuck yeah. NZ Aerosports blows me away right out of the gate as a canopy manufacturer with a bold offer. They give you 10 jumps on your brand new nylon to decide if you want to keep it, swap it out, or even return it for a refund. I mean, seriously, how incredible is that? That's like getting halfway through a prom and deciding you prefer the slightly racier date that goes down faster. Seriously, they do that. If you're not madly in love with your new canopy after 10 jumps, they'll let you swap it out for another size or model or even get your money back. And the range of canopies they've got? Man, they've got a style canopy to fit every jumper and every situation with models you know and trust, like the Sapphire 3, the perfect choice for the beginner or intermediate canopy pilot, the Crossfire 3 when you're ready to kick it up that elliptical notch, the JFX 2 if you're looking to up your new swoop game, the Leia as the workhorse and dirt water dirt beast, or the Petra. The Petra cranks out crazy power and is nothing short of a record breaker. But hey, it's not always about speed either. Take the Kraken. Built as a low pack volume canopy, specifically with wingsuiting in mind, she gives you all the performance you're looking for with the reliability you need that'll have you itching for that next formation, rodeo, or puffy cloud. So the equipment is top of the line kick-ass stuff as you already know, but how about the team? Well, the customer service gang is there to sort you out whenever you need them. Maddie and Beto are always there to help with Jen holding the reins. They're available for you at sales at nzaerosports.com and they've got a kick-ass live chat tool on the website if you're wanting to hit someone up right away. These are the crew you're going to want to talk to to get those custom orders in. With the stock nylon, once you know what you want, they'll have that shit on a FedEx truck as soon as the credit card machine says approved and get you in the air in no time. For your custom orders, you'll be able to get a time frame for building and shipping when you design it, so get to it. And demos. They've got demos in the U.S. available from their partner Rock Sky Market. The whole U.S. demo fleet is there with Sapphire 3, Crossfire 3, Kraken, JFX2, and Leia canopies in a range of sizes. They also offer student and tandem demos in the U.S. Bottom line, every step of the way, NZ Aerosports is there to get you what you need, and I personally couldn't be happier to be teamed up with them here on Lunatic Fringe. And now, time to get started with Lunatic Fringe Into the Void, brought to you proudly by NZ Aerosports. Fuck yeah! Coming straight from the cockpit, it's another episode of Lunatic Fringe with the fucking pilot.
Ready, set, go. Back in the can for another edition of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void. And should I even do it? Why don't you do the, the intro? Ah, no. We need. I need you to do it, man. You think? Yeah. Uh, all right. Who the fuck are you then? Well, I'm Brian Casterly, of course. Of course. Everybody Duh. knows. Everybody knows this voice now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or should I go? Oh yeah. Something along those lines. <laughs> Something in there. So uh, um, we're back in the can with Pussfoot. This is the first chance yep. we've actually talked since you started doing uh, hosting shows. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, you sent out the smoke signals and I answered the call. Yeah, and I'm man. loving every fucking minute of it, man. Yeah, you having I, fun uh, with it? It's fun. It's fun. It's difficult, um, especially with my traveling to get people, right? Like everyone's like, yeah, we're going to do this interview and we're so stoked about it. And then we're 50 beers deep, half naked on a beach and there's no recording anything. So you yeah. got to catch them like in the morning or maybe like day one of the boogie before it gets crazy. And hence half the ones I send you, I tell you, please listen to because I have no recollection of recording it. Which fair enough. <laughs> I mean, I like the fact that you, you send the messages going. So I was pretty fucking hammered when I did this one. I'm not sure if it's going to be good. <laughs> and I listen to it. And if I'm listening really carefully, I can tell that you've had a few, but you haven't sounded hammered yet. So I'm like, yeah, bring it on, man. I actually, now I need to hear you proper fucking hammered because when you say you're drunk, it's no. Nah. <laughs> oh, but, but Dean, you got to remember, I'm like a complete functioning alcoholic, apparently. At least that's what the wife tells me. So uh, when I am, cheers to that. when I'm like, yeah, blackout drunk. Well, oh yeah, I'm, I only got coffee right now because it is eight o'clock in the oh, morning. But uh, I got a, nice, a work day. Nice red wine. So well, I got a Yeti filled with coffee. Well, there you um, go. The other the other issue I'm dealing with is with uh, with my skin condition. The medicine they has me on um, one or two beers, and I have no recollection of anything. Not that I'm out of control, but my wife will be like, "Yeah, I remember this last night." I'm like, "No, really? Don't. Yeah." That's it's pregnizone. It's just it's messing with my liver and the ability to oh. you know like make, tune out some of the, uh, the yeah, fuzz. I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure that on the label for prednisone it says don't drink alcohol. <laughs> don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I'm, well, hey, for me, every time I've had like a major surgery or something like that, and they give you the proper good drugs, I always assume that the the label that says alcohol may intensify the effect is an instruction, not a warning. Yeah, I mean it's like a. It's a label to tell you to have a good time. Yeah. Like, okay, wait. This still kind of hurts a little bit. I'll have a drink. That should do the trick. Yeah. <laughs> right? Another oxy, good to go. Right, right. So we've both been doing a, a fair amount of recovery. You with uh, um, uh, the skin condition that you've got that's like eating your feet from the ankles down. Um, yeah. Which sounds like a lot of fun. The pictures that you've sent are fantastic. Uh, and then amazing. Yeah. And then me with the neck. So it's been a lot of the people that I've been talking to lately, it's been recovery mode. <laughs> like everybody's on drugs and, and post-surgery or they're on some kind of medication trying to get fixed yeah. right now. <laughs> it's it's weird, man. I know a lot of people. And it's funny with this. First of all, I'm glad you're doing awesome with your neck. Uh, those pictures you sent me were horrible. Right? <laughs> oh, my right? God. I don't like medical stuff. And that, that just totally uh, did me in. But. I see a lot of people this year having medical issues. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a little weird, but hey, what I, are you going to do? Well, first off, I have to thank my my surgeon for um, stopping surgery to take pictures on his phone of my neck cut wide open. So those pictures <laughs> that I sent you were taken by my surgeon. 
And I haven't actually asked him when the fuck he, did you just cut me open and then dig your phone out of your pocket <laughs> to, to take pictures of my spine? Yeah. Through the front of my neck. Phone. Yeah. Yeah, right? So it's pretty wild. He, he gave me all those pictures, um, which is cool. But for me, it's neat because obviously you just wake up from surgery and you just see the scar and have all the, the horrible shit you got to go through to recover. But it was neat seeing what I've got going on. What I didn't send you, yeah. I don't think I sent you the actual don't, video. Don't send me. Oh. No, don't. Don't do it. <laughs> it's, it he's got a diamond-headed drill and my Ugh. neck wide open, and he's drilling no. the the um, the disc out of my spine and my neck. It's making my my knees and testicles hurt just yeah. hearing you talk yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's well, and I'll tell you what, it's kind of funny because this is going to be this is a common thing. I uh, half of the the older skydivers I know talk about their neck is stiff. You know, their neck hurts. They've got problems with their shoulders. Their fingertips are going numb. And older jumpers that shot a shitload of video know exactly what I'm talking about. And some of them do yoga and stretch and this and that, or they do non-surgical stuff. Or there's guys like me or my buddy Derek, who's actually been on the podcast, who um, saw all the stuff with my surgery, got motivated to go into the hospital, got an MRI to find out that one of his discs was just obliterated. And as we speak right now as high as a kite on fentanyl recovering from his surgery. Jesus. Yeah. But I think these, these kind of injuries to some degree are going to be, you know, almost a bygone era because the camera equipment is so nice and fucking light nowadays. You know, I mean, all this damage was done because I was flying around with a couple of bricks, you know, attached to my head. Yeah, man. I mean, look at football. They're realizing what caused the concussions, and now they're changing it. So hopefully, there won't be half the uh, dementia issues oh, yeah. later in life for the new uh, new players. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, Learning and I'm stuff. I'm expecting dementia, but it's not going to be from concussions. <laughs> <laughs> Mine, mine's caused by prednisone. So yeah, there you go. Years. There you go. So yeah, I mean, it, uh, the the recovery stuff, man. It's not fun, but if you're going to pick any time to recover, I suppose now's as good a time as any. You know, I couldn't have gotten the surgery done during the proper lockdown, um, but uh, I was able to get it done now during what's our slow season for my drop zone. And and uh, um, doing the recovery, I don't feel like I'm missing out on a whole lot because there's still not a lot of traveling going on. You know, I mean, people are doing it, but it's tough. It's still not a normal world out there. No, absolutely. I've had a I've had a boatload of boogies canceled and it's just strange like you see where they're happening you know like where where the pandemic's picking back up they're just like nope nope not doing it not sure. doing it and sure it sucks well so you the, the in fact i think uh it was last week's episode the one that's running right now actually while you and i are talking uh you recorded in north carolina yeah. So and that was awesome. You got to get to the boogie. You got to get out and have a little bit of fun. Um, even your feet didn't stop you, which is great. Yeah. Well, there's a whole thing. I actually, I went to a doctor and I was like, yo, I'm going away in a month. So shoot me up for prednisone. So he shot me up. And then the Monday before we went down, it started coming back. And I was like, I need, I need just a taste. Even the nurses, even the nurses were like, what the fuck's going on in here? And this doctor is, he's awesome. He is my favorite. He is my spirit animal doctor guy so he's like i'm gonna give you a dime bag worth and he he re-injected me and i was great but day one at the boogie i showed up wasn't even day one it was thursday i was taking the kids to the beach i showed up just to put some shit there and i stepped on a fucking nail oh, and it bled it bled it bled like a head wound it was great <laughs> and the 
good part was I just had all my blood work done, so I knew the blood was clean. Right. You know, they, you know. <laughs> thank goodness thank goodness well, now so obviously it's a different uh it's a different feel out there how was it being at the boogie was is it just like old times or or is there still a holy shit this is a bizarre new world we're in kind of vibe no um so i've been to a bunch this year first of all texas was fine no issues and people just do the right thing at these these well, boogies now COVID never happened where... in texas did it oh did i mean look the Spaceland family is always doing the right thing. Yes. <laughs> I'm not so sure about the government down there, but they, they make sure that protocols are being followed. There's there's wash stations. I mean, that, that aspect's definitely different. But um, the one that you were referring to last week, that's just like going home, man. That's such an amazing boogie. Every year it does not disappoint. And this year was just – it was huge. It was huge. We got a couple things we're going to change um, for next year, but – Oh, and there's some there's some really cool news I can't divulge just yet about that particular buggy um, for next year, but it, it's it's huge. It's going to be awesome. Very cool. So was it, is, is the vibe kind of a, oh, my God, I can't believe we get to do this again, or is it a the world could end any day, let's go for broke kind of thing? I think you're somewhere in the middle um, <laughs> there. I mean, people are just so happy to see each other again. Um, that, like I said, that particular buggy, which is uh, Point Break, is like family no matter what. And um, they're just, you know, raging, ready to have a good time, ready to jump. I think that was the the theme there was everyone just really wanted to jump. It was almost hard to get like the party games going because nobody wanted to get too fucked up at night for the first two nights. Um, no one wanted to screw around on weather holds where I'm sitting there with like a bottle of Jack going, let's go get fucking naked on the slip and slide. They're like, no, it might be a hole. I'm like, yeah, you're looking at the weather because I don't see a fucking hole for the next three days. But they wound up being holes, and they got up a lot of loads. So, I mean, that was the theme, was just jump, 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 have a good time. Um, well, I think most yeah. people have spent more time sitting on the ground than anything else. And, I mean, if if they're like anybody that I know, I went from being a casual drinker to raging alcoholic during the lockdown because there was nothing did. else to do. Yeah. It was, uh, it was bad, dude. I was buying a handle of rum every two days. Yeah. And it was just like, what else do I got? But I'm convinced that keeping my um oh my god what is it called my immune system drunk it was just fighting off everything <laughs> you know like i was so hammered all the time you know there wasn't even any work really i mean well there was a lot i was extremely busy with the covid stuff but like on my off time it was just guzzle 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 sure a little bit of a little bit of unsweetened tea in there oh so sure good. well and of course for me being a, a jump pilot when the lockdown was on and the drop zones were closed there was literally nothing <laughs> to do um luckily for me i'm a big red wine fan so i just convinced myself that all those little uh tidbits you hear about how red wine is good for your heart <laughs> mm -hmm. It just means that I must have an amazing heart now because I it's went through be. a lot of fucking red wine. Fuck yeah. I mean, well, rum's good for your soul. So I Dang. know I'm getting into heaven. There yeah. you go. Yeah, fair and enough. And I became a pirate. So that, that's a lot of fun. Nice, nice. But, well, I mean, it's... Yeah, that was a... Go, go, ahead. go ahead. I was going to say, it was just... A, it's been a crazy uh, long, almost two years now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people are, are itching to get back at it. Only problem is now we got these new two variants coming and then... You know, the country that's, or the world, divided on the shot. Um, I don't think we should talk about that. <laughs> no, no, that just, yeah. 
<laughs> I try not to uh, talk too much in the way of politics or anything like that because I know that I have listeners on both sides of the fence. And in my oh, yeah. in my private life, I am very solidly on one side of the fence. But this is not the spot for that. This is for me to talk no. shit about skydiving and what I do or don't like about the sport. And but the sport is the sport, right? I mean, it's it's yeah, real life yeah. to us, but it's also not. You know. Oh. I mean, you and I. I mean, we live, breathe, eat it. You know, it's uh, absolutely a lot to do. But oh, absolutely! I gotta say, man, I'm on this now three times. I'm feeling pretty goddamn fucking important. (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. It's dude. It's fun, man. Uh, Um, you you know, we'd had uh, multiple conversations and and uh, then done the podcast a couple of times and and. uh, Again, it's always the same old stories from me and the same opinions and the same way of looking at things. And you've got a unique way and a unique take on things. And you're much heavier into the whole boogie thing and the the the, um, the big PR side of things in skydiving than I ever was. I've been a workhorse the whole time and never really did the whole boogie party life. So I couldn't have thought of a better person to take it over to talk on just a different wavelength because my story stories get old just like everybody's um so it's awesome to be able to give somebody a different perspective and just a different take on things because it's the same thing right it's just two skydivers sitting down shooting the shit it's just not always the same two skydivers which is awesome yeah well now you got the partially overweight 41 year old wearing a speedo talking to people that's uh hey it's a good time which is awesome well and it's different ways to get people to tell their stories right and it's different demographics too i mean you're talking to different people than i would because i don't know the same people that you do so it just kind of involves a different little sectors of the sport which is fucking fantastic yeah i I got i Get down and dirty with everybody. So it's good. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. Speaking of, um, I'm going to uh, throw a shout out to Sussex, New Jersey. I had a, a milestone in the sport. Um, the milestone being the I'm too old and it's time to upsize um, milestone. Um, <laughs> after the, upsize for safety. Yeah, absolutely. Well, after the surgery... Um, the canopy that I was flying occasionally can have a cracker of an opening and, and, uh, um, I don't really need to be flying a sub 100 potentially hard opening canopy when I've had four fucking discs removed from my neck, (laughs) but it's still an incredible canopy and I had an incredible rig and I ended up uh, putting it online for sale, uh, and it got picked up and bought in about 30 fucking seconds flat uh, by a gentleman that works and jumps and packs his ass off in Sussex, New Jersey. Um, and when he first sent me the message that he was buying the rig, I um, I got the message and it was like, how mu- or uh, how do I send you the money? And you almost instantly think, well, what is this scam about? Who the fuck does this? But he was not kidding at all. So I sent a couple of very tentative messages going, well, you know, if you're sure you're interested in this and that. And then I had mentioned something about uh, the fact that uh, Junior uh, was the one that had packed the reserve. And uh, um, he said something about having heard me talk to Junior on the podcast. And I'm like, oh, like, you know who I am? And he's like, dude, in Sussex, you're kind of a local legend. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to give you a discount. <laughs> like, Who bought it? Here you go. Um, a guy by the name of Patrick out um, in uh, Sussex, New Jersey. And he's one Patrick's of the- pa- cool dude, man. You know Patrick? 
All right. So Patrick is he has my baby. His oh. baby now. And what are you going to do about up, uh, upsizing? Are you going to um, go through Sean? So, uh, per the surgeon, I'm a year out of the air. So, I'm just going to sit back and relax for right now. Uh, and then we'll see. Um, yeah. I know that there's a couple of different options with NZ. Um, that would be if I still wanted to stay high performance but super consistent on openings or if I just decide it's time to slow the canopy stuff down. Uh, so I'm not in any rush to decide right now. I'm just going to kind of take my time. But it's super awesome. cool knowing that my rig is now getting shredded at one of the old drop zones that I used to jump at halfway yeah, across the world. That's pretty awesome. It's fucking cool, right? Yeah. And speaking of canopies, man. I got to give a shout out to NZ for that Sapphire. I love it. <clears throat> it's awesome. Yeah. Um, got to jump at North Carolina on one of those holes. It was a large hole. Um, <laughs> my, here's really fucked up. Uh, when I was packing to go to the boogie, because of all the prednisone I'm on, my connective tissues are super weak. And when I took the van seat out to fit all the gear and what I was bringing down, um, I also brought down my entire family. So that van was loaded. I popped a tendon in my arm. Jesus Christ. And by the time I hit Delaware, I couldn't use my thumb or my index and pointer fingers. Like I just, I couldn't even like squeeze anything. I'm like, oh shit. So I was debating on if I should jump or not. And being a really smart skydiver uh, that had a, a, a moment of sobriety at this boogie, I was like, I'm going to go test out this damn canopy. And <laughs> I wound up jumping, but I was going to jump solo in case I went in because I couldn't pull. Um, I didn't want no one on that, <laughs> right. no one on that load. So a couple of my good friends were like, "No, fuck that! I'm gonna pull for you if you can't." And I'm like, "All right, this is totally smart, right? Like I'm gonna jump when I don't even know if I can a reach or b grab my pud and pull it." So my homie John, thank you, John Borganova, uh, he jumped with me, and we had to plan at like 4,500. If I'm like giving him the sign, just fucking wail that thing out of there for me. But I was able to pull. And yeah, that canopy was like botter. And I was able to go surf some uh, clouds uh, that were cl not close. So I didn't, I didn't surf them. They were within, you know, uh, guidelines away. Fair enough. You, never, you stayed legally as far away from the yeah, clouds as yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> quote signs. Um, but I did all my test flares and I was doing deep toggle turns and yada, yada. And by the time I landed, I was almost in tears. My arm had swollen by like two and a half inches. It sounds like a fucking rusty door and I'm trying to move it. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'm done. So it was party time after that. Um, but yeah, that that NZ Aerosports Sapphire 3, thank you so much. It's awesome and it's beautiful. And I got tons of compliments on the uh, the pattern. So and you, you can, guys rock. You can fly it perfectly with a trashed arm. You can you can definitely fly it when you have no tendons in your right arm, right? Your your dominant one, if you're you know dominant on the right side. But yeah, that was a that was a very smart skydiver decision I made. I, I mean, maybe that that's smart. a that's a new slogan that they can think of. You can even fly our parachutes when you're broken and shouldn't be jumping. <laughs> so it, it's kind of funny i was just talking to uh derek um the other day and uh he was talking about when he broke his hand and he's a full-time tandem instructor um literally living you know uh, he's got to make those jumps uh but they put a fucking full cast up to his forearm on and as soon as he got home with this cast he took scissors and cut the fucking cast off because he yeah. couldn't, of course, jump with a cast. Um, so I, I believe his his uh, goal or his uh, solution was to duct tape his hand to some degree and only make mm -hmm. right hand turns until it was time to flare. 
You see, if I had if I had only gone left until it was time to flare, I would have been perfect. But I was testing out my new baby, and um, I needed to I needed to do everything I had to do. I mean, it was it was smart. It was a very smart decision. <laughs> well, I mean, I can't talk. I I I started out with stupid decisions way back in the day. I think it was my twenty twenty fifth jump. Uh, and one of the, uh, instructors who became a friend, um, at Scott of Las Vegas was in the group that went down with me and a bunch of people to Paris Valley. Uh, and he loaned me his docile rig. Now, mind you, I had 25 jumps at the time. And what he loaned me was a turbo Z165, which all you have to hear is 165 for a 190 pound guy and know that that was a mistake. Um, but it was this hybrid canopy that was uh, half a ZP, half one F-111. And way too fucking fast for anything I should have been on at 25 jumps, especially oh, yeah. when I was normally jumping a PD-210 at the time. Um, so I panic flared this thing as I got close to the ground, um, stabbed it at like 30 feet, realized I had <sighs> fucked up, and then did the worst thing you can do, which is let up on the flare. Ah, uh, the surge. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Drilled myself into the ground, and I broke, I'm horrible with bone names, I broke the lower big bone in my leg lengthwise from the head, about an inch. <sighs> um, but I didn't know that. I just knew it fucking hurt. But, of course, being a skydiver, and especially a new skydiver, you don't want anybody to know that you hurt yourself with the stupid thing you just did. So I got up, dusted myself off, took the rig back, had it packed, and as I'm sitting there, somebody's already, one of my buddies has already manifested me for the next load they're going on, and I haven't taken my jumpsuit off because my leg is slowly starting to swell. Well, <laughs> I get on the plane for the next jump on the same fucking rig that I just broke my leg on, and being the smart guy that I am, when at about, I don't know, eight or 9,000 feet and I could no longer bend my leg because it was so swollen below the knee, um, I opted, of course, not to stay in the airplane, but to go ahead and jump out on this canopy again. Um, course, luckily for me, my second landing was dramatically better than the first. Um, well, because you learned. Oh, yeah. I was a quick learner on that one. <laughs> Landed and stood there, and my buddy Sammy was like, dude, come on, let's go. And I'm like, nope, broke my leg. <laughs> That's it. Busted. <laughs> These motherfuckers. This is this is at least skydiving back in the day. I'm sure it would still happen now. These motherfuckers let me sit on the grass in Paris Valley the entire day with nothing but a couple of aspirin in me, and then made me ride in the back seat of the car all the way to Vegas, where they dropped me off at the stairs to my apartment building. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, gotta love, I don't think that happens anymore i gotta be honest it's, oh dude i had to wake my then girlfriend up at one o'clock in the morning who had to take me to the hospital and she was not a fan of them me or the sport oh poor baby yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I you can't even get mad at her I mean, no, 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 dude. It was a total fucking bonehead thing to do of course 12 hours later like oh i need to get this set oh yeah 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 <laughs> And, of course, I was back jumping again like three weeks later when the doctor told me it should be like six to eight weeks before I do anything stupid again. Of course. You just, what well, do you, well, I mean, you pretty much normally take what the doctor says and cut it in half if you're a skydiver, oh, right? Yep, exactly. You have to. I mean, look at me with my ankles. I now have to wear a size 11 and a half on the right and a 10 on the, or a 10 and a half on the left because I just kept breaking my ankle. Not skydiving, by the way. Only doing stupid shit with the kids, like skipping or, or whatever the fuck we do. And then I'd go jump. 
and I'd have a tear in my eye, you know, the whole time. Or go low to organize, and they're like, "Yo, you shouldn't jump. Your bracelets are swollen three inches into your ankle." But yeah, I'm gonna keep going. Why yeah, 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 yeah. No, we are. Uh, well, what is uh, what is it? If you're gonna be, uh, um, if you're gonna be stupid, <clears throat> you better be tough. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Now I know you've got some other stuff going on that you were going to tell me about. Oh, what have I got going on? I'm drawing a pregnazone blank here. Uh, <laughs> what do I got going on? Well, I don't know. I know you've been working your ass off. Um, oh, fuck yeah! Um, working like a like a pig. Uh, apparently, COVID is basically over. And with what I do for my big boy job, you know, we're setting up the concerts, and there's always storm response and stuff like that. But super busy with concerts. Um, I got really into sailing, man. Into sailing, I'm I'm hooked. I am a fucking pirate. I am Ahab. I love the boats now. I had boats my whole life, but now I'm I'm getting hooked back on on sailing. And I I kind of feel like it's a good transition for a skydiver, right? Like we love the wind. We need to grab it in certain ways, and now all of a sudden I'm just I'm using it in a different manner. Well, when Uh, I when I went and jumped for a season in uh, New Zealand, we were down in Paihia and we got to be friends with people that uh, did uh, the Wednesday and Friday night yacht races in Paihia. And uh, so we'd go out on the boats all the time. And it was pointed out to me very early on um, how like a canopy that sail is, or how like a wing that sail is and sure. uh, um the tabs that show you where the wind is blowing and when it's stalling out a little bit and when you should tighten the sail and when you should loosen yeah. the sail and there's a lot of parallels uh to all, yeah a ton. absolutely and it's super cool and it's all that cloth right it's yeah it's all it's the canvas and like you said those the things that tells um you get it your sail starts to bluff out you're trimming it it's always you're always working so like rather when i used to boat on my you know my go fast boats it was about the destination or how loud the boat was now it's about the wind and sort of becoming one with it and just you know doing whatever you have to do to move and it's it's like it's like heroin dean when you catch like a good reach and that boat's healed over and then you lose it you're like oh my god i need another i need another you know and you're just you're sitting there looking for it so I got hooked. Uh, I got my kids sort of hooked on it, and then the wife was like, "Hey, get a boat." And I just—I've been losing out on every boat I go to buy, which sucks. And I finally found a nice little yacht, and I'm gonna probably pick it up in the next few weeks. So we'll see. Jesus, I know where I'm gonna yeah. come fucking hang out. Yeah, well, you better wear a speedo. <laughs> oh, of course. Just gotta have a speedo on. I've of been course. doing a lot of that again too. I've been doing those uh, Facebook Marketplace ads, <laughs> and they're getting to be a little, a little out of control. I did. Uh, <laughs> I did did one for sailing, and you know there's like a picture of me like spread eagle, fucking wearing a tiger stripe speedo and a captain's hat, and I'm, I put this nonsense thing up like how my my mast is stiff and I love it moist and yeah I had a million people reach out be like yo can I can I come on the boat and I'm like are you guys stupid like look at this look at this ad and think that this is real and I think I called myself Captain Ron in that one, and then after that I got the red speedo like Captain Ron. And then I um I got to test that one out the other night when we got hit with Henry or whatever the hell it was called, and the pool was overflowing. So I went out there and undid it and put up a pool boy ad again. <laughs> and then I got the uh, I got the texts that made me realize that there's a lot of people masturbating to my photos. That's yeah. I would say that that's disturbing, but to be perfectly honest, at my age, it doesn't shock me anymore at all. <laughs> it does. My wife was like, "You're okay with it? You, some of the I got I got I got this one." text where it was very clear and very cryptic but very clear that this gentleman wanted me to come over and 
take the D. And I showed it to her, and she's just like, oh. She's like, you're going to stop doing this? I'm like, fuck no. You know how awesome it is to know that somebody is rubbing it out, thinking about me? I'm like, I'm cool with this. This makes me feel wanted and special. I'm like a fucking has-been 41-year-old overweight fucking drinker. And here this, you know, these gentlemen are servicing themselves looking at my photos. Hey, what's, totally cool. what's that? Uh, uh, there's a, a, um, a service that you can provide now where you record yourself uh, uh, giving messages to people like birthday messages. <laughs> or, what is that? I, I don't know the name of it, but I should start doing that. Yeah, that and like they have famous people doing it all the time. You can get all these different old, slightly has been famous people recording messages for you, and <laughs> like Ron Jeremy has one, and and uh, uh, so that would be fucking hilarious, you know? Charge fifty cents a message, something like that. Why not? <laughs> I could definitely, I could definitely handle it, and I'll use that voice that you call Smokey. Oh yeah, that's it. That's it. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you got to have uh, something to do when you can't get out to the drop zone and skydive, right? That's exactly it. And you got to keep people smiling, man. That's that's my whole life is just let's make people happy. And out of the, let's say, 100,000 likes on the last one, there was only like six Karens that got mad at it. So that, that's fine. The only yeah. problem is I'm making my kids take these photos. So that's oh, a little. <laughs> is, that, uh, is that not grounds for fucking removal from the household? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, look, a Speedo is worn all over Europe. No big deal. So why uh, why should it be a problem in America? It's very free. Yeah. No, I'm not going to disagree with you, but damn. <laughs> I didn't realize the kids were taking those pictures. Those poor fucking kids. Well, some of them. Did you see the 2-2 video I put up on TikTok? Uh, I have not seen the 2-2 video. You're going to have to send that one to me. I will have to. But it, basically, it was February 14th. I was pretty liquored up, and I put on a cookie helmet. And a rainbow tutu and went out to the middle of my town. Oh, you did send me the- this. You did send yeah. me this. Yes. That was filmed by my daughter. But she's she's my little badass, man. We we fucking ride. Oh, we got really big into e-bikes too. So we've been riding e-bikes. They do like 40 miles an hour. And it's like me and my daughter just cruising around, listening to Neil Diamond. Mm. Nice. On an e-bike. Do you wear the tutu for the e-bike? No, but I have gone out in the Speedo. Um, it's funny to see like pictures like hashtag Congers. And there's like, there's me, and it's like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? Right, you know, that's right. Like, well, no, but that kind of shit's funny, man. I mean, the last day I ever flew for Skydance in Davis, I flew in a fucking summer dress. Well, you look beautiful. Yeah, for no particular reason. And of course, the fucked up thing was I ended up getting a flat tire, and I had to re- I had to replace the tire <laughs> on the fucking plane in a sundress, which everybody thought was just terribly entertaining. Of course. Well, why not? You know, I think I think you told me that it was awesome flying in that because you were like able to get the air coming directly into your balls. Oh yes, cooling the plane all day. The fucking vents from the Pack Seven Fifty are shooting up at about waist level, so if you aim it down just a little bit, you're shooting that air right up your skirt all day. Fucking amazing. That sounds amazing. You should like look into a utility kilt, man. Oh man, if you're a pack pilot out there and you're always hot and and you're wearing cargo pants trying to get the air to shoot up one leg of the cargo pants, don't bother. Buy a fucking skirt, man. Man up. That's right. Exactly. I mean, you can't be a real pilot unless you can do it in a dress. I mean, come on. That's come on. Type. Real men wear pink, they wear dresses, all that shit. None of that shit matters, man. Come on. I love pink. <laughs> I do. You know, I, I never understood why people don't use pink on their canopies more. Oof. Like, think of, you have a cutaway, you're fine in that motherfucker, because that is not a natural color, no uh, matter what. See, I'm okay with pink on the ground. I'll wear pink t-shirts. I used to own a pink tutu, all that stuff. But as far as pink and skydiving goes, I am definitely a member of SAP, Skydivers Against Pink. 
I, oh man, I'm not a, I'm not a pink gear guy. Now, now this being said, um, I bought a rig um, from a South African named Julian. Some people may have heard of him. Uh, does a few wingsuit things here and there. Uh, and it was this beautiful white rig. The entire fucking rig was white. But it had a D-ring handle. Um, so I needed to get new handles. So I took it to the rigger um, at the drop zone, who at the time was Pablito Perasoli. Um, Pablito asked me uh, what color I wanted. And I said, I don't fucking care. Just put, you know, put, get handles on it, whatever works. Stupidest thing I could have ever done because, of course, he got me the brightest pink handles he could possibly get. And my rig looked like a 14-year-old girl's birthday cake. Oh, it was it was ridiculous. <laughs> you've seen my you've seen my new rig. right? Yes. Yes. It is fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> and it's awesome, though. But that's the cool thing with the gear and stuff like that. Right. Is you get to just bring your own personality out and do your own thing. Sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good time. You got to match. You just got to, you got to match. Very important. See, that's changed so many times. When I was coming up in skydiving, you didn't want to match because if you matched, you looked like the guy that just went out and bought all his fucking gear and put too much into appearance. And this is when the Flyboys and all those guys were shredding in Paris Valley and they all looked like dirtbags, like um, barefoot and, and dirty t-shirts and cause they're just jumping all fucking day long and their jumpsuits can stand up on their own. And like the rigs were just dirty, filthy, nasty. Cause people had just figured out pond swooping back when stilettos were still being used. Uh, and so your sh- gear just looked nasty. And now it's like fucking NASCAR with parachutes. Yeah everything's perfect uh, I, and i like it don't get me wrong but it's just funny how it's flipped back and forth the fashion in regard to skydiving has it, yeah it just keeps changing i don't know in my life i like clean shit i just like everything clean so i try to keep my gear clean and it helps though when i think about resale value i got a rig right here i'm gonna sell it it looks like it just came off the showroom oh yeah oh yeah it's probably probably got 500 jumps on it and you know with my ankle i generally slide in but yo my, my leg pads look brand new Oh, absolutely. Well, and and I'm I'm really as far as gear stuff goes, absolutely. My gear is always maintained. Uh, um, hence the reason I was able to sell Patrick my rig, and it looks like it was just built as well. Yeah, you know, I mean, so he, I think that's very important. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, first off, you want to have some pride in your gear. Um, sure. Second off, uh, if it's clean, it's easier to see when shit gets fucked up. Mm-hmm. So you want to keep it clean, and then you want it well maintained so that you don't die. Well, there's always that. Yeah. We don't the whole die. don't die thing was always relatively high on my list of shit to not do if I didn't have to. I don't want to die yet. No. But I also don't want to be 90 years old and fucking feeble. Depends. Well, no, 90 years old and feeble, no. But if I'm 90 years old with some regenerative shit and I'm still going at it, absolutely. Yeah. Like, if you're sprightly, then stay it. You yeah. Know? Is, yeah, gra- yeah. is grandma spry? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, <laughs> plus, I got to make sure that as I get older, I can keep up with my wife because she's younger than me, so I, I got to stay healthy. What's, oh, the, what's the age difference? You, uh, she's 18 years younger than me. Ooh, look at you. Yeah, it's man. Yeah, hey, well, man. hey, I dig it. Are you kidding? Still got it in you. And she's beautiful. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, that's right. Uh, um, I I don't think we've talked since I actually got married. We just did it not that long ago. I think we haven't even hit our one-month anniversary yet. Has it been? I thought it was even less. It was like a week or two. No, 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 no. It was uh, on the 8th. Or on the 2nd that we got married, we got back on the 8th. 
Okay. Well, either way, congratulations. Yes, thank you very much. It's a, a yeah, new new chapter, one that I wasn't sure I was ever going to do, but <laughs> here we are. And it's <laughs> it's awesome. It's perfect. Like when you find the right fit. Absolutely. Shit. Well, anybody that's willing to put up with my shit, winner. <laughs> it's like Hey, I'm with you, man. My wife lets me do all this weird shit. I'm like, I could never get rid of her because there's not another woman in the world right. that could handle me. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely a, 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 a weird experiment from God, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's give them all these different things and then really throw religion in the mix. You know, like, hey, that'd be fun. That's still that still over everything else cracks me up more than anything <laughs> that with all of this stuff, you're also like this religious community kind of oriented family guy that does all this like proper shit, but you're absolutely out of your mind. You gotta do it with flair. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I always wanted to show up to like a church social and like, uh, let's say it was St. Patrick's day and like a little green shamrock speedo. Maybe like a bow tie and a little top hat with my red beard. It would be perfect. Who wouldn't want to go take pictures of me? (laughs) But from what I've been told, the people in your parish know that this is what you're like, so they probably wouldn't be all that shocked. Probably not. Probably not. So we'll have to go to a different parish. We'll have to go to a really conservative one. That'd be be a lot more fun. I mean... And then let them... I, I, I believe me, my hat's off to you. I, I think it's fucking hilarious because I, I always just assumed if I set foot in a church, I'm going to burst into flames. Uh, so no. I keep my distance, but I would absolutely come to photograph you in a in a green speedo and a bow tie. Fuck yeah! But we got to find a really conservative parish. So if you ever come to the states, I will do that. I mean, I'm talking so conservative that like, I mean, nothing makes me happier than when super right wing. Parents have homosexual children, and I would love to to just you know look at them and say you know I'm so proud of you. And meanwhile, it burns them up inside for no good reason, and that's like one of my faves. We have to find a parish like that, and then I'll go prance around. Well, it is the states. <laughs> I'm guessing there's more than one. Of course. <laughs> Speaking of, and then we'll stop this line of uh, conversation because we'll piss some people off. I did just see a video where um, the Foo Fighters went and uh, trolled the uh, Westboro Baptist Church again. Which Fuck yeah. Was- <laughs> that was amazing. And that's, that's I think, the first time I've ever spoken about religion other than you being a goofball uh, on the podcast. So we'll skip the rest of it. Yeah, but, I think, well, look, you know, it's, it's never good politics or religion. And with me, I love all religions. I love all genders. I, I, I'm just a man who doesn't care, but I have my one belief. And it was, you know, Irish Catholic thrown into me early, and I, and I just stick with it. But I, I, I stick with it what works for me. That's, that's it. And which is kind of— Anyone is into— well, but that's how it should be, right? That's the same mentality with skydiving. This is my um, my thing in skydiving, but I love it all. I just don't do it all. This is my niche. This is the what I enjoy. All right, do your thing, and that's it. Yeah. Let everybody else do their thing, uh, and that's exactly how I am. I mean, you want to <laughs> like right now uh, because of the the tunnel. Uh, now all the guys that are flying dynamic are wearing these skin tight suits, which I could never. I can't fly in a fucking tunnel in a suit like that. There's no way. But now Your they've made their. Big. Now they yeah right. Now they made their <laughs> way into skydiving, so it's the same thing. I'm like, oh well, if that's the direction jumpsuits are going, I guess I don't get to fucking. <laughs> I don't get. <laughs> I don't get to do that anymore because there's no way you're getting my ass in one of those suits. Skinny jeans. Yeah, I'm not a skinny jeans kind of guy. That's all. 
Yep. Yep. No, I, I, I started out when people were still uh, finding the old brand X super baggy suits and you'd wear baggy pants and, and a baggy top or, or just a big baggy jumpsuit. And then me being, I was, I'm five, nine and, and most of my tandem career, I was about 190 pounds. So half of my students were fucking taller than me. So I always wore a baggy suit doing tandems because I wanted to be the one in control. Um, so uh, that's what I always knew. Uh, so it took a long time for me to transition to go out and do a fun jump in a pair of swoop shorts and a t-shirt because I was so used to flying in a jumpsuit. Oh man, I tell you that, that last jump, I'm chasing the pictures where I'm wearing the Icarus shirt. That was the first time I've jumped in a t-shirt and swoop shorts in so long. And Oregon has been really hooking me up. Um, they're an amazing company, by the way. I need, I was, I was load organizing in Texas. I needed a a jumpsuit because I only take up the newer jumpers, you know, we want them to have fun at boogies too. So my job at a boogie is to make sure that if you have jump number 27 or 26, there's an organizer who's going to go take you up. And not only that, he's going to party with you all night long and you're going to be totally comfortable and ju- just come to the boogie because there's someone to hang out with sure. versus well, like when I first went to a boogie, it was, oh, you only got like 30 jumps. I can't jump with you, you know, because right. it was just that mentality and I'm trying to break that out. But, uh, I needed something that could be fast or slow. And I explained this to Miriam and Dave from Oregon. And within two weeks I had this suit and it's funny cause it's super fast on left leg and right chest and super slow on left chest, right leg. And depending on how I get in a ball, like it might, depending on how I fly it, I guess just no one could really describe how they fly. Right. right. It's just, it's, it's instinct. I can go super slow and keep up with that kid who's in that baggy suit, or I can go super fast and keep up with that, you know, chubby guy who's falling like a fucking rock sure and it's uh it's an amazing suit so i uh, jumping in a shirt and swoop shorts again the other day was just it was heaven the wind the beard i actually shaved it off man yeah yeah and uh, you sent me a picture yep it's uh i've been bearded for three years now i'm uh the the lady won't let me shave it off she says i look much nicer (laughs) with a nicer as in a more pleasant human being (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> not, not look better. I just look like I'm not as mean when I have a yeah, beard on. Apparently, beard can make you look mean, especially if you keep it trimmed right. But yeah, I came over my goggles in that in that last jump. I couldn't see a damn thing. And then every time I'd go to fix it and twist it, like you know, pull it to the sides, I'd start backsliding because my hands were, you know, like oh, sorry, I'm all over the place with it. But I was backsliding crazy when I go to fix it. And then um, I was eating a can of Campbell's, no, Progresso clam chowder the best one and i got it all in the fucking beard before i even cleaned it out i went upstairs and just took it right off but it's already back it's already about a half inch long it's been a week so we're doing good yeah fair enough (laughs) yeah i i keep mine pretty trim but uh i haven't gotten to the uh, the need to go gandalf yet uh but it is almost completely fucking white now so you shall not pass (laughs) yeah right right (laughs) so uh what's been going on with pussfoot we haven't talked about that uh pussfoot's still going good um I sort of took a little bit of break on writing just because with COVID and, you know, I needed a, a mental break from that as well. I figured sure. I'm taking a break. Let's just have a, a mental break. So I've got a shit ton of content I have to get uh, put up. Um, yeah, we're still doing as many boogies as possible. You know, there's a, there's a whole team of guys that are going out and it's it's fun and it's we've we've grown. I mean, the website's getting so many hits. Um, again, it's not about money plus foot, right? It's about the community. Sure. So we're. We're adding new designs, trying to keep jerseys super cheap. Um, don't care if they sell. They do. Awesome. And uh, that's basically it. But within the next month or two, we're going to start hammering a piece of content or two a day again. 
but you know, I, I've sort of fallen in love with, uh, with helping you with this podcast, man. So, you know, I got some plans for what I want to do on, on my episodes and I'm, I'm obviously always going to talk through what I'm going to do, but, um, I like getting to the newer jumpers, man. I like getting to the, to, to the, I don't want to say nobodies, but the people that think maybe they're a nobody, but they're sure. not right. Cause Who's a, who's a nobody in this sport? Nobody well, is nobody in this sport. The coolest thing that I've found so far, and, and this podcast has been going on for a while now, um, is that the the big names that I've had on do really well, but the best episodes I have are the ones that almost nobody's heard of, and there's a reason sure. for that. Um mainly because those people are so stoked and so excited they get the word out and want everybody to listen in on the podcast and it just kind of spreads yeah. this excitement and they're so stoked to talk about this amazing new sport. Uh, one of the episodes that I did that was really, really good was with three tandem students that had just jumped a few hours before. And they oh, were that's a great idea. Yeah, man. They were super fucking stoked and we all remember what that was like. You know, that fucking glow you've got a few hours after you've jumped and you're starting to get tired because the adrenaline's gone but you still got yep. this dreamy look in your eyes and so i was able to get them sat down and start plying them with alcohol and and talk about what they just went through which was okay. fucking fantastic and and newer jumpers just have a level of excitement and i don't know if the word innocence is the right word to use but it is kind of fitting that they sure. they, they talk about it with just this reckless abandon that is exactly how we all used to be you know and you get to be a, a salty old dog like me that's been doing it for a long time and to hear that and to see that is fucking awesome because then i remember oh god i remember being like that you know, yeah. now if I had a fucking hangnail, I'm going to go, oh, I probably shouldn't jump. But I was jumping <laughs> with a broken fucking leg because I could not wait to get back in the air, you know. Uh, yeah. So it's it's neat to see that thrill. So believe me, I applaud. It, it's not about the names. People aren't listening to this podcast because they necessarily want to hear the rock stars. Although talking to the rock stars is fucking cool as well. It's always fun. Always yeah. fun talking to the rock stars. But like you said, the the newer jumper, not only are they going to tell everyone about the podcast, but they're going to be super stoked to be on it. And, um, you know, it, I, hate, I hate to tell you this, Dean, but your podcast has become quite the podcast. It's a big deal to be put on here in the community, especially in the Northeast. I mean, everyone's like, yo, you, you're doing can, I guess more people hit me up to be on that don't show up here afterwards, which pisses me the fuck off because now I've just like cleared my <laughs> schedule on a Wednesday night and no one shows. Um but then they'll be like, oh, I'm coming, I'm coming. I'm like, look, when you're ready, you let me know and we'll we'll set it up. But you got to come here because I need to use my mic, yada, yada. Right. Um, it's fun. The best ones are the ones that we don't even know we're doing. Like, um, for instance, the one with James. Um, he just wound up showing up at my house on the 4th of July and we got tuned up, proper tuned up. And then we took out the e-bikes for like three hours and got even more tuned up. And I'm like, let's go record. And that was the last thing I remember. Only reason I even knew we did that one was because I saw the email still opened and it was sent like, you know, like in the sent file. I'm like, Oh shit. What did I send? That was, that was funny. Um, same with Todd, you know, I knew we were doing it, but in the morning I wasn't quite sure if we did it. Sure. I've had a yeah. couple where we got proper tuned up. Uh, I mean the, the one intentional drunk skydivers, actually I've done two intentional drunk skydivers, both of them starring Moss, uh, who, uh, sang different versions of Bohemian Rhapsody at the end <laughs> of them and then passed out on my sofa and vomited in a pot. 
for a couple of hours. <laughs> um, but I have sent multiple jumpers away from my house, fucking done in, like done in, um, which I always take great pride in. Always. Yeah, I mean, there's no, nothing better than that. No, yeah. no. As long as it's in an Uber. We don't want anyone getting killed. Oh, yeah. No, no. Everybody cabs it. They all they all go out in a cab. But, uh, yeah, proper, proper hammered. And, and then I get lucky. Like, I had Airwax came in uh, and sat down and brought me a beautiful bottle, uh, 2006 red wine, that we sat around drinking during a podcast. And that's the reigning fucking world champions at the time is they're shooting the shit and they bought me wine. Come oh, on, yeah. guys. This is fucking amazing. You know, when I got Craig Gerard to sit and talk shit with me in a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I uh, I like the hot pepper one, the sauce, although I still feel like I need to send you something that is I don't want to say unbearable because I, I I love the heat, but mm. I've got. My garden is just going crazy right now, and I've Dude, got all sorts of different hot peppers. Bring it on, man. My old compadre from the Skydive Las Vegas days, Paul Weasel Wetzel, out there um, makes his own hot sauces, and he sent me some. They were fucking delicious. And he sends me three bottles of hot sauce, and then he sends me this container of a powder. Uh, and in the note... Um, that he sent along with it. He's like, the powder is just a powdered version of these sauces. Do not sniff the powder. So, of course, <laughs> what is the first thing I did? You open the cap and you think, well, I'll just sniff lightly. Nah, nah, that didn't work. I fucking paid for that shit. But yep. uh, it was it was oh, the, ahead, the show Hot Ones got me hooked on the hot sauces. And so I bought an entire season and that led to the episode of a bunch of us here eating the hot sauces during the beginnings of COVID, um, frying ourselves on that. But it just kept going and going and going. And now uh, the hottest hot sauces I have is one called God Slayer uh, that is 6 million Scoville. Uh, and I just ordered and should soon receive one called, and this is the best fucking name for a hot sauce ever, Regret. Uh, <laughs> and it is by the same company as God Slayer, and it's 12 million Scoville. I don't know how many Skullvilles my powders are, but I, I, gotta think, I can't send you peppers, right? Because you're a world away. Yeah. I'm going to have to dehydrate and make my powder for you. And I give this out in like dime bags. Um, <clears throat> it's the only way I can ever really se uh, send it to people. But I'll send you I'll send you last year's batch. And then when I finish, you know, with ripening what I got going now um, and I'm doing a cross between a scorpion and a ghost and I'm doing a reaper bush. And then I have these little Tabascos that are coming out. They're hotter than my ghosts. Uh, Habaneros always. But the powder smells like dirty feet. And you use just a tad little pinch of it, but it is fucking boss. I mean, it awesome. instant sweat and good flavor. I got I got to do a hot one here. I got to get a whole bunch of people. And I took out some seeds from my van. Not that you can see this, but I got a cool little setup in here right now. And we'll have to get some people over and, and, and emulate your hot pepper challenge podcast. Dude, I'm telling you, it is so much fun. And I, I went on Amazon and I Googled the hot ones and you can buy entire seasons. Um, to mm -hmm. this day, though. Uh, even Godslayer is not anywhere near as bad or as brutal as Da Bomb from the show. It da is Da bomb. bomb, and the reason Da Bomb is fucking horrible is because Da Bomb uh, uses not just natural but chemical additives for the heat, uh, and it's that's cheating. Oh, it's obscene! It's insane. Like you feel your butthole start to heat up just in <laughs> in the knowledge that eventually this stuff's got to come out that end. It's bad. 
It's well, just that's a good that's a good name for one. Good old shit in the pants sauce. Or something yeah, man. Like that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the ring warmer. It's woof. <laughs> dewormer. Yeah. Oh, I like it. That's yeah. what I'm gonna call mine. Dewormer. There that's you go. My, that's the name of my powder now. <laughs> It'll pretty much fucking kill everything, that's for sure. Oh yeah. Well, dude, I, I definitely have been digging uh having you take over the the podcast and and a new take on things and kind of a new angle on things and just a, a nice new vibe. Um it's it's a little bit of back and forth and people get a different taste and it's nice to have uh just a, a different energy for people to enjoy on top of the stuff that I I'm doing so it's been fantastic well it's my pleasure and i thank you for the opportunity uh, i'm fucking having a blast man I'm awesome blast well I, I don't know about you but when when blue skies stopped my creative juices kind of got clogged right and i had been doing the podcast for a while by then uh but uh as soon as blue skies stopped I had nowhere to vent and I couldn't tell my horrible stories and write them out and get somebody to publish them anymore. So I'm like, well, fuck. All right. I better keep this podcast going because <laughs> this is my only outlet. Nobody else is going to listen to me because they've all heard the stories before. I wonder if they're going to get ramped back up. I sure hope so. You know, yeah, I, You know, I, I've heard different things. And, and uh, um, the last I heard, they uh, there was a, a hope that they were going to relaunch, which would be fucking amazing, man. I wrote for them for 10 years, and, and uh, yeah. um, I loved every bit of it. You know, I think it was fantastic. And um, the, the crew there were just incredible. You know, I've known Cola since 2004, you know, so it's <laughs> just a great crew. I send her all my speedo photos. I'm like, you can use this for anything you like. She's just like, oh my god, Brian, I can't with you. Yep, yep. Every week she gets a new batch of them. And why not? And why not? Yes, and and thank you for for having me on that mailing list as well. <laughs> How about the one yesterday where I sat in gum? Yeah, yeah, that was pretty fucking. It took me a minute because I had just woken up, um, and it was the oh, the message that was on the phone. So I hit the button, and I'm like, sat in gum. What is he talking about? And I hit the picture and went, oh, Jesus Christ. I'm like, all right. Yo, just, with all due respect, I literally looked down and that was hanging out. And I'm like, huh, I sat in gum. And then I pulled it out a little bit, you know. But that was uh, that was that was nature telling me that I needed that photo. <laughs> <laughs> for, for those that haven't figured it out, yes, part of his fucking scrote was hanging out of the side of his Speedo. Um, yeah. Horrifying. Absolutely horrifying. <laughs> <sighs> Oh man, oh man. Well, so have I know you've got a line on a bunch of different guests that uh, you want to talk to, so I'm excited to hear who you've got coming up next and like everybody else, I'll be waiting for your episodes. I don't listen to mine, but I listen to yours. Um I don't I listen, to, listen to I don't listen to mine because I was there. I know what I said. Yeah. You know, hopefully people enjoy it. Hopefully people like what other people had to say. And I've taken on a new policy, too, with the exception of this episode with you and I, of trying to talk as little as possible because the shit's not about me. It's kind of like a tandem skydive, right? It's not my skydive. Sure. I, didn't, I didn't have a guest on so that I can tell my stories over the top of them. I want them to tell their stories. Now, yeah. this one is just for you and I to shoot the shit as the two co-hosts of the show, but uh, um, it's nice to just be able to kind of shut my mouth and let someone else. So I always tell everybody, this ain't my story. Please monopolize the conversation. Tell me to shut up okay. if you need to. <laughs> now, I, see, you said something that was kind of key. You said you don't listen to them because you remember you were there. Yeah. I don't listen to them because I can't stand the sound of my voice, but... 
I don't remember what the fuck I'm talking about with people. I think the Pregnizone has actually made this even more fun for me because I don't know what's going to come out of it. That's why I'm like, Dean, you got to listen before you post this. I don't know what I said, did, or, or chatted about, or who right. it was even with. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, for me, it's kind of funny because uh, I don't listen to him because I was there, uh, and I don't listen to him because I'm generally horrified at what I have said, um, yeah. but I think I got a dead sexy voice. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I, unlike you, I like the voice. I just don't like what's coming out of my face half of the time. <laughs> so I don't listen to it because all I can think is, Jesus fucking Christ, why did you just say that? But I've made it a rule that I won't edit out any of the dumb shit that I say because it just kind of seems like cheating. Yeah. <laughs> so I just leave it. I'm like, all right, you fucking said it, you dumbass. Uh, why not? Just, it's n- nerve-wracking for me when I when I send them over and I have no idea what's on there. It's, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, and I'm sure you've noticed this now too, you can sit and have a conversation with someone a million times and it's all natural and comfortable, but as soon as you fucking put a microphone in someone and turn on that light, a different person pops out. And I've watched people clam up that I never would thought would ever be quiet. And I've watched people that barely say anything just go off. And it's, you never know, man. I'm continually amazed at the way people change as soon as you turn a microphone on. Yeah. No, it's, it's like the camera, you know, like. Yep. Acting. Yep. Yep. Parent, well, but that's why alcohol is such a staple to the podcast because at least one or two drinks in, people forget that they're on a microphone and you can hear the progression on the podcast as soon as the liquor starts kicking in and people loosen oh, up. Oh, yeah. And then it's just a couple of skydivers fucking talking, <laughs> which is great. Well, alcohol is a lubricant. It's, yes. Uh, it works, it's man. A, it works. Wonderful. I like it. Well, shit, man, we're we're hitting the hour mark already. Yeah, yeah. Wow, it went fucking quick. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it was. I mean, these are fucking fun. This is this is why I enjoy it so much because it's just shooting the shit and having a good time. I agree. So tell good them, time, tell them how to get a hold of Pussfoot and all that shit. Oh yeah. So uh, if you guys want to find me or my crazy photos, it's Pussfoot forty four on Instagram. Um, if you want to get Pussfoot OG, that is the company. That's how you find it. Pussfoot OG, P-U-S-S-F-O-O-T-O-G. That's on Insta and on Facebook. And then Pussfoot.com. So, yeah, come check us out, man. Awesome. Community of a bunch of people having fun. Awesome. And they can find you doing the episodes here on Lunatic Fringe. Yeah, fuck yeah. Fucking badass, man. As always, thank you much. uh, Appreciate you. All right, brother. Blue skies. Blue skies. All right, there it is. Both the hosts of Lunatic Fringe, another one in the can, brought to you as always by, come on, NZ Sports. Fuck yeah. By Summit Parachute Systems, Jarrett Martin kicking ass with the family out there. Uh, amazing rigging courses, incredible pilot rigs. Pussfoot.com, you just heard him. You know how to get a hold of them. And, of course, me, the fucking pilot, thefuckingpilot.net, theprincesspilot.com. Go to the same place, all the podcasts and the books. We'll do it again next week.